Alright, here I got you, hold up. <clears throat> Welcome to the second season of Your Favorite Characters Sucks, a show where we each argue for our favorite characters in whatever show, movie, book series, or video game we're covering. <laughs> is that is that roughly what we're doing here? Oh, we all have to put on that voice? It's hilarious. Welcome no, to the second it. season of Your Favorite Character Sucks, a show where each of us argue for our favorite character in whatever show, movie, book series, or video game we're covering. Alright, Matt, your, your turn. Now, legitimately though, why are we doing this? Because we already do have an intro for season one. Yeah, well, just just do it. Just right, read it. I'm gonna go for a little different approach here. <clears throat> who is the best aesthetic and story? Who makes the most sense? And who do we want to hang out with the most? <laughs> At the end of each episode, we crown one character the best character, who will then go on to compete in our best, best of the best, 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 finale. best finale. On today's episode, Inuyasha. Half human, half demon, 100% daddy issues. To test our levels, can, can I get a couple Tetsaiga? Tetsaiga. Yeah. Tetsaiga. <laughs> there's got to be a better one than Tetsaiga. Let me see. Tensaiga. There you go. Tokijin. Uh, can I get a uh, Hakudoshi? <laughs> Kikyo, Kagogen. Um, so, are, is everybody's levels good? Can we talk about Inuyasha now? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, first we need to introduce our guest um, because it's season two and we, we've got our shit down. Wait, are we started already? Um, God, it's. It, also, you know, do I'm, we have our shit down? We absolutely do not have yeah. our shit down. It's debatable. Yeah, we got it down. I just uh, re recorded an entire podcast with uh, with our friend <laughs> yeah, David Doss. Mr. Doss. <laughs> um, anyway, um, but. We are joined by, uh, what, middle school and high school friend? Oh, yeah. Well, did we uh, did we go to Timberwood together? No. Oh, I didn't okay, go to Timberwood. Okay, then high school. Then high school. Definitely high school, though. Part, part of the same uh, high school prom group. There we go. Late. Yeah. Don't rub it in my face, bro. <laughs> yeah, if you weren't there, I don't know God, what to say. One of my mm -hmm. greatest regrets, and how up. pathetic is that, that I couldn't hang out with my homies? <laughs> so who are you? Inter introduce yourself. Yeah, um, my name is Angela, formerly, wait, do I say my last name? Maybe not. You can, so, that's you. I was, so that's why I let you introduce yourself. I want you to tell us how you right. want to be known. Oh, you know? I can just so be, Angela. I can just be Angela, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, so Angela Lansbury, um, <laughs> that's our me. good friend that's Angela me, Lansbury. That's me, Potts, the one and only. Uh, Angela from the I office love Angela is here to Lansbury. talk with us. Who doesn't? Um, anyway, uh, and a, a big time fan of, uh, of Inuyasha. You know, tell tell the listeners why you're why you're the expert. I'm the expert um, because I say. How I many am. tattoos do you have? Oh shit! I don't have any tattoos, but if I did, ooh, that's it, they'd all be Inuyasha. Yeah, right on the tailbone. But what would it be? It would be like uh, Kagome and Inuyasha no, holding no, each other on no, your back. No, oh, I, I think it, it'd just be a little Sango's boomerang, tramp stamp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey. Stamp coats? <laughs> yeah. <Hurai> coats? <laughs> yeah, exactly. See? Okay, okay. The one and only. Um, no, but um, yeah, the series was probably like the first time I ever like stayed up late at night to watch something I probably wasn't supposed to watch because I was like 12. Is this too mature for 12 year olds? Well, they said damn and yep. hell. So oh, for me, shit. it was. No, you're yeah. right. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it was on a programming called Adult Swim. Oh so shit. I mean, no, you're right. You're right. I could swim, but I, I was no adult. Very, <laughs> very vivid memory of uh, being in 
Matt, my brother's room, and uh, just standing in the doorway because he was watching Inuyasha and uh, I was watching it too. And my mom comes up and she hears him yell, damn or hell or whatever it was. And uh-huh. yep. she like stood there next to me and like listened. And I was like, what? And she was like, what are y'all watching? And I was like, it's just a show. And she was like, well, if there's nothing wrong with it, then, then I can watch it too. I was like, okay, yeah, who cares? So she's like watching it. She goes, so these are this is about a show about demons. And they're saying, damn it, hell demons. yeah. And uh, yeah, so it got banned. Well, she's not wrong. It is a show about demons. It got banned from my and mom's house. Sometimes boobs. Oh, there are sometimes boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah she didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Yeah. Well, it's in the in the first very episode, first episode. Even, we see mm-hmm. the centipede demon, mm-hmm. and she's just mm-hmm. titties out. Pretty funny you know? moment and at the uh, anime club where we because after discussing an anime, um, we would watch. Sometimes we'd watch the first episode if it was school appropriate, you know, like if they talked about Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. we obviously couldn't watch that, right? But um, they watched right. Inuyasha, and I was like, oh yeah, let's put on the first episode of Inuyasha. And like one of the anime club like leaders came <laughs> over to me and like whispered in my ear, she was like, Mr. Campbell, uh, topless centipede lady. And I go, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that was, uh, they're kind of a rat. They're kind of a rat. I can't, I can't say her name, but uh, she's one of my favorite students. Hey, they just didn't want their club to get banned. She's one of my favorite students. I, I love her. Um, she can and, be one of your favorite uh, students and also be a rat. Those things are not mutually that's true. exclusive. So anyway, um, yeah. So Inuyasha. Uh, yeah. Let's, so let's, that... Yeah, you, that you're, was, you're, I don't know if I should keep going, but I mean, well, this is... You've, you've read the manga, what, twice, you said? or uh, More than that, um, and a couple dang. times throughout life. Oh, dang, yeah, I got, okay. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know what you're getting into with me. I um, will say that if you've I, only seen the anime, the manga is nah, really cool. Uh-huh, and it's, it's a lot more... Um, I mean, there's still some whiplash going on, I think, towards the end, but, like, not as bad as, like, the final act or anything. But, no, yeah. the series is weirdly special to me. That was like the first time that I ventured like into a fandom on the yeah. internet. And oh, I was, you know, God. middle school, high school. I didn't write fan fiction. Calm down. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, me, I, me either. <laughs> me either. I, did, I would never do that. No, no. Are you a furry um, or? Oh, God, no. I, I'm not. First of all, I was a Songo fan Look, and yeah, a Roku you, fan. So the two humans, right? So I had no lame. I had no need. I had oh, no so you're need anti- yeah, so you're anti demon well, swarm here. That's kinda no, fucked up. No, I just didn't have any need to look up like the the furry shit because my characters were not furry adjacent in any way. <laughs> Do you ever you know ask Jeff I mean? to open up his wind tunnel? <laughs> oh, okay. <God. laughs> we're talking about middle schoolers here, John. No, but, Jeff but is current this is it's, current. Yeah. It's weird because I I, you know, was really, really into it and then grew out of it, found out the final act was a thing like in college. I was like, oh, let me watch this. Got back into it, looked into if the fandom was still a thing and it wasn't really. So I was like, no, whatever. And then I picked up on it, weirdly enough, when I like moved to California Um, and I was like, "Mm, let's just check it out, see if it's thriving. I shit you not getting back into that fandom as an adult <laughs> the two maids of honor at my wedding i met through oh tumblr getting back into the fandom oh, i shit. swear i shit you Holy not shit, that's wild and honestly i credit i credit inyasha to how i even met jeff because my very what? first internet friend when i was in middle school my very first internet friend we bonded over inyasha and when i visited her all those years later when i was a freshman in college I went to her hometown, and that's where I met Jeff. And I never would have met him if I didn't. Meeting your internet friends is weird as shit. I will agree with that. I don't. It is really weird. And she was, you know, that one was a swing and a miss. But my current like (laughs) 
squad that I've met through this fandom, uh-huh. like getting, I'm not, I'm no longer into it anymore because it's, yeah. you know, it died again, whatever. Well, it's about to so, surge though. So the first, yeah, yeah. this podcast will revive it. You'll get at um, least well, they're, they're seven views series, right? on this podcast. <laughs> they are, they are, and I don't um, think my faves are going to be in it. So I don't know how invested I'll be, but I'll check it out. So the first time you like spent the night with Jeff, did he say I'll put up a barrier? Was he? <laughs> is that? I he had never seen it when I got oh, with him, okay. and I made him watch it with me long distance while oh, I was in college God. and getting back into it. Yeah, <laughs> the things he did for love, I made him watch it. Yeah, I was like, come on, let's watch this together. His faves are, his faves are Kikyo and Naraku. Those okay, are his those faves. Are, those are fair. I can. Yeah. Or Kikyo. Very good. Yeah, as as All a right. pairing too. He really likes the pairing. Well, let's what? talk about. Okay, well. What do you mean? What? He's that's like okay, but is that a classic ship? Is that a classic so ship in the him. fandom? Uh, it's it's well, you know how everything nowadays is so like, uh, what's the word like, unproblematic. Yeah. And if you are problematic, you get called out. So I'd say that was like that's an uh, that's a problematic ship, right? Like if you like yeah, it, because people Naraku's are going to drag you. Obsession with Kikyo is kind of yeah. how everything starts. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's not good. Let me introduce my character here. All right, we're here to talk about characters Who, in whose relationship is is in, in no way problematic is uh, the teenage girl Kagome, <laughs> who uh, travels back in time mm. to feudal Japan, but it's like a feudal Japan that is racked with war and uh covered with demons and uh, i guess they're called yokai um mm-hmm. and uh yeah she she i don't think she gets the hots for this this half demon in yasha right away i think that they don't really like each other but because of the events of the first episode which again I, we were talking about the anime and like how it's crafted before i think the first episode's as good a first episode as you can have i mean it really does a good job of introducing the story a little bit of the background and then what is going to propel them through, which is the like mm-hmm. sacred jewel and stuff like that. I like how they um, don't uh, try and explain the time travel stuff too much because that's how you no. ruin a series. <laughs> no, and I think <laughs> who was I talking to about that? That like, I think we were talking about Naruto. How like they get bogged down in trying to explain the chakra and stuff. And in Inuyasha, it's just like, no nah, man, it's demons, spirits, ghosts. Like that's just it's just how it is. You know, it's there's, just, there's a spirit world. It's a very general system of magic in Inuyasha. Yeah. And I think yeah. by not explaining it, it makes it better, typically. It does, for sure. But also, um, keep in mind that the show ran much, much shorter than a lot of the... Oh, yes, which bigger, is good. Yeah, well, yeah, in your you opinion, don't, yeah, you, sure. You don't need to run a story or characters into the ground. If you if you run them for too long, then yeah, it's gonna eventually you're going to be bad. Um, but uh, Kagome's the character. I'll get into more why later. Um, but, you know, I think she's got a great arc. I think she's a great uh, protagonist. And um, she's the uh, rewatching the show. I, when I first watched it, I didn't love her. Rewatching it and rereading it, she's st- stood out to me as like my favorite character for sure. And I think she's the best. What do you think caused that? You think it's you being a parent? No, <laughs> right, I think right because she's a teenager. Yeah, I think that as a when I was younger, mm-hmm. I kind of. I was looking for different stuff in anime. I was like, you know, when I was watching Inuyasha, I was like, wow, like, oh, I can't wait to see Inuyasha. He's a wind scar. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, come on, man. He wind scars yeah. every episode. That's nothing suspenseful <laughs> about that. He doesn't get the, he doesn't yeah, get the Tetsaiga wait. until like, what, 20, 30 episodes so in. So you were waiting for an uh, Iron Reaver Soul Stealer? Is yes. What I, mean? I was okay, like, thank you. can't yeah. wait to see some Iron Reaver Soul Stealer. Some Blades of Blood. <laughs> blades of Blood, bro. He got the Tetsaiga like episode like six or seven. Oh, really? What? 
Maybe it's, it's maybe it's manga issues is what I'm thinking of. Twenty well, issues in the manga. He might not be able to. Does he? Is he able to win Scar immediately? Is that? That's true too. He can't um, win Scar. That one is the that's one that comes later. Yeah. But okay. he gets it. He gets yeah. it during the first Shishomaru episodes. That's yeah. how Shishomaru yes. gets his arm cut off. Yeah, and I love. Uh, I think as a kid, Shishomaru was Shishomaru was my. Favorite. Oh yeah, spoilers. No, we have spoilers. Nineties anime spoilers. It says at the very beginning of the <laughs> arc. It's a two thousands anime, so you know it's a little more recent. He, he grows it back anyway. It's fine. Oh, that's a spoiler. I didn't know that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Tell me they didn't make just like a wooden arm crafted from the cells so, of the first uh, demon or something like that? I think I think as an adult, I've just seen enough anime that like uh-huh. rewatching it, I kind of assumed that Kagome was going to take the typical role of like a female character in anime, which, you know, I've lamented before in the past. And she doesn't. I think she's a very strong character. I think that... Another cool thing about this anime, I mean, it is written by a woman. I don't know if, if that has an effect, mm-hmm. but I also oh, love Priscilla Alchemist. Does. Absolutely, yeah, yeah without 100%. a doubt. I think that's why we have strong female characters. I know, but mm-hmm. I'm saying I love Full Metal Alchemist too. Um, and it, for wait, and there's I, it's a also there's a by a woman. sequel to Full Metal Alchemist? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Let me watch that. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, my point is, is that. Um, I think the women characters write are, better. I, yeah. I think I, I do agree. think yeah. women think write better. Women anime, that, that goes without saying, right? For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that also the characters in this um, series, like I don't know, their gender does matter, but it also doesn't. Like there's there's there, the female characters like Songo, for instance. I'll let you talk about Songo, and then we'll get into it later. So uh, that's my character, Kagome. We'll talk more about. Is someone talking talk about, about Songo? Oh, absolutely. Okay, that Angela's was that was that was the segue. Songo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my character is Sango. Um, she's a badass. She's everything I'm not, which is just you know oh, what really? makes me love oh, her don't even more. Oh, sure. yeah. Don't sell yourself no, short. I mean, I can't. For I, first of all, I would not go you through what she boomerang? went through to save my brother. Like absolutely, hundred <laughs> oh, percent, not God. would not be doing that. <laughs> um, no, never tossed a boomerang. I can't bench you've press as much as she one? can probably. Well, I mean, not like with you both love Sango and you've never arms. like gone out and like uh, RP'd it or anything? I don't I, no, okay. no. Can I we didn't, stop I didn't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> no. She um she's so strong and yet she's also got all these vulnerabilities. She's uh-huh. not just like this OP, like badass, stoic, like stone faced cool girl yeah. that doesn't ever like cry or or mess up she's got a lot of trauma to her she's been through a lot i mean the first episode when she walks in i'm just saying episode yeah you can substitute that with manga, manga chapter, issue, whatever yeah, yeah her introduction is like to me it's the best introduction of all the like, i love it main hero characters because yeah agree. she just she walks up she kills this demon it sets the stage for later that night it's going to be like kohaku's you know first night out into yeah. doing a mission and she loses everything in one night. Yeah. After and yeah. she coming in she so strong. Cro- yeah. Coming in from being like one of the strongest warriors in her village and she's a teenage girl and she loses it all. Oh, she is teenage. Or at least she thinks, Damn. yeah, she's only one year older than Kagome, but because of, you know, where they grew up and uh, all yes, that she's been Japan, through, yeah. she's, she feels older. She feels like the, yeah, uh, yeah. for sure. Like the adult in the group. Yeah, that's what we thought. We thought that that Mm -hmm. both her, yeah, and Moroku were in their 20s or something like that. Yeah. No. No, she's a teen mom. Good for her. And she. Good for her. Is that something we're encouraging? (laughs) It's back in feudal feudal times. Yeah. In feudal Japan. Yeah, man. She gave birth to twins with no epidural. Like, (laughs) fucking. 
I I I need you to recognize. But how again, Moroku, he put up a barrier. I think uh, he helped her out. <laughs> but like, say, she say it one more time, John. Her. Say it one more time. I'll put up a barrier. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Also, that's a reference to the PS2 video game, not yes, even the show. Yeah. <laughs> I think he put up like one barrier in the entire yeah. series, and it was like with Kaede. But yeah. no, she she crawls out of her own grave, and. Yes. you know she's half dead Mm -hmm. and you think that she's just going to be like i mean you don't think it because you see the openings and endings and you see her in it so you know she's going to be a main character but she could have just been like (laughs) this villain of the week i guess yeah trying uh to take down inuyasha um but she you know she becomes more than that she becomes part of the crew and she's a really reliable strong part of the crew um she fights her own battles and she's protecting others just as much as she's being protected so she holds her own Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there, there's a lot more to get into with yeah. her, I'm sure. Let, but yeah, let, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna help you because I got some things to say about her yeah. too. But let's let uh, oh, Brainer yeah. Matt let's let Manor, yeah. Brainer Matt get in there. <sighs> All right, I'll go next. Um, I was pretty torn to be honest, so I gotta say, honorable mention, Kikio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really love Kikio, and we can discuss her later. But yeah. I eventually decided not to choose her, only because she doesn't make it through the whole series. Yeah, yeah. You can still be a good character, but, but yeah. I went with Sashomaru, Inuyasha's older brother. That's my dog. Yes, uh, full dog demon. Mm-hmm. First of all, just way better than Inuyasha in basically every way. <laughs> He certainly thinks so. He's got a lot more daddy issues than Inuyasha. Oh, that's for sure. sure. And Inuyasha has daddy issues. Yeah. No, yeah. no <laughs> daddy issues is a huge theme for sure for both of yeah. them. Uh. But yeah, I think this podcast has shown multiple times now. I'm just a fan of the anti-hero. Yeah. And I love Sashomaru is a constant rival who both pushes Inuyasha to become better and then eventually becomes, you know, an essential ally. Yeah. And so I think that whole story of their their relationship as, you know, rival siblings to becoming, like, I guess, reluctant teammates yeah. is pretty interesting. Well, and not even full-time teammates. Just, like, in this one fight, we'll work together, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I like Sashomaru because his arc is not the same as, like, a lot of these... You know, they people say that uh, Inuyasha is a typical shonen, and it, it is in some ways, but honestly, there's a lot of ways where it breaks from that, where it's like, Inuyasha does not convert all of his, like, enemies into his friends. And, like, Sashomaru is not his friend in the end. Like, the last time you see Sashomaru, he's coming to, like, deliver a package to Rin, and he doesn't even say yeah. hi to Inuyasha. He's like, fuck you, <laughs> and just keeps going. So I, yeah, I like Yeah, I'll, I'll get into, you know, Rin and Jokin more later but please, i also think you know, so shomaru is like he starts as the the lone wolf character but he takes on these strays and that's what kind of mm. it gives you little glimpses of his softer side because he does actually care about these other people even though he'll never admit it explicitly show yeah. it were those puns intentional the the lone wolf and the strays <laughs> they join his pack uh, i'm just I'm just a genius. It just comes ah, out naturally. He just speaks it. and puns appear. It's very simple. But wait, when I him. make puns, you guys groan. But when you do it, you're a genius. What, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, because those aren't Let natural. Let me put it this oh, okay. way, John. Whenever one man uh, and half the words he speaks are puns, uh, it's harder for me to appreciate. But if you speak uh-huh. very few puns and those puns are of quality, then... It's like a proverb. Yeah, you're not familiar this, with this that ancient wisdom. This is like teach a man to fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I right. was actually um, just thinking about fishing the other day. And you know who likes fishing? Old people. Oh, no. You know who my favorite characters are in Inuyasha? <laughs> All the old That's people. Um, which is The white lotus of Inuyasha. Yeah, basically. But, I'm, but I'm, which old person is the best? But which old person is the best? All the old people are, I think cool and it does suck that i feel like none of the old people get a very central and i think maybe this this way in a lot of fiction. they're important they're important but they pay, they play like advisory roles they're not like in yeah. anime in general yeah. i feel like older characters are cooler but they're always in absolutely the yeah, it's not but like that's what how, people do in real life it's like well, my they they help no, 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 no. you know guide you like my think grandpa who just spams me with fucking racist memes he's helping me okay gandalf <laughs> leads the fellowship right until he has oh, to you're right one v one you're uh, right. Balrog. Yeah. So he takes a very active role as well. Okay. It's a pretty essential so that's role. That's what I'm saying. So they're yeah. in like Western fiction versus Eastern fiction, right? In a lot of anime, we see older characters take on advisory roles or they are like blacksmiths you. or craftsmen and things like that because they have knowledge of the generations before. That's their primary role. And I like that yeah. about the characters too. And I don't think that uh, – I do think that maybe the best characters from either a literary perspective or a character development perspective have to be main characters. Because there's just oh, more content either. about them, right? But I think that out of the three old characters, my favorite is probably Todosai. Literally chose him just a second. But yeah, go ahead. Todosai. He's well, awesome. No, literally it was. Yeah, I had to think between the three of them because I think they're all really cool. And they all serve uh, very similar purposes to, I think, uh, a lot Name the, the triumvirate. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the father, the son, and the, uh, <laughs> no. the, the, holy, the holy woman. <laughs> the holy blacksmith. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. wait. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, I say holy one because Kaede takes the role of uh, elder priestess or high priestess. Todosai the blacksmith, Kaede. Uh-huh. And Mioga. And, and the Mioga flea. the flea. And the flea. <laughs> well, like I said, Mioga does a thing. And like I said, I think he's similar to Jiminy Cricket in a lot of ways. Which... I think him and him and Todosai are very similar in a lot of ways because they, they both oh, have yeah. advisory roles and they both also like just dip. Yeah. When it gets oh. whenever, yeah, whenever anything happens, just out of there. Never to be seen. Yeah. But Mioga is more about the knowledge, whereas Todosai provides the tools. The feelings, well, too. Todosai seems to know everything that Inuyasha and Sashomaru's dad was trying to do yes. with yes. the swords. And he's just like slowly letting it out in a he's way like, that doesn't he's like, like spoil the, executor the big surprise. Of his will. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> and he, yeah, he, he crafts uh, both the swords of note in this series. And he also dispenses physical wisdom when he bashes people with the... the he can, he can defend himself, the bindi, though. Oh, yeah. The bindi, the bindi hammer is amazing. So he also has, yeah. I think... I love uh, Kilala, but... Now there's no the but. Second best period. mount after the cow. Oh. The cow is... I don't think so. The cow literally I, has three giant white orbs as its eyes. Yeah, but does <laughs> the cow have a smaller, cute baby cow form? No. That's true. But, it, but it's got three eyes. That means it could th- but, see three times as much... As what a about regular in- cow who only has two Inte? eyes. That just sounds like an extra point of weakness. <laughs> um, Inte is a mountain in, in, in uh, Kilala has like that many tails. So that is true. I, I was wondering if she only true. had two or three, but I guess it is a three. They got they got to think about three three old people three but eyes. Yeah, Toto's has to defend himself. He, demons come after him and they're like, "Make me a sword." And he's like, "Nah, fuck you." Oh, and he, just leave, he he can yeah. defend himself. Also, his forge is literally a volcano. So I mean, yes. Mm-hmm. That's badass as fuck. He can breathe fire, he, right? He absolutely can breathe fire. He also, when he slams the ground, it like generates like lava or fly, like flames. Like it's crazy. He's a pretty cool old dude. But I think he's an interesting character because, like I said, he's a, a very important link between Inuyasha, Sashomaru, uh, and the generation that came before and all the lore yeah. and sort of the responsibilities and the legacies and all that stuff. So I think he's cool. 
And I just like the character design. The character design He's is amazing. He's the primary source of like the backstory. Oh, absolutely. That dude spits knowledge, dude. Yeah, as far as Mioga being like uh, Jiminy Cricket, I think, uh-huh. you know, Mioga's way cooler than Jiminy Cricket because Jiminy Cricket mm-hmm. doesn't have much of a personality beyond I'm just going to try to help you and I know what's right and uh, I have trouble keeping up with you. Mioga's got the whole, like like you said, he runs away whenever there's a fight, which is, which is hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you prefer cowardice um, to, like, uh, all-knowing voice on your shoulder that always speaks I also, good. Yeah, I also love the fact that when he does get into a scene, it doesn't usually start with him giving advice. It usually starts with them like feeling a bite and slapping it. And then he's like, Oh yeah. Hey, oh, yeah absolutely. So like, so like it's like his, his advice is secondary. He's really there for blood. Like it's, oh, he's, got, yeah. he's, he's got a there for, for blood. Sure. Yeah, he's there for blood. Well, he has to live um, somehow. Okay. That's just, yeah. You can't be, but, uh, but yeah, Toto Sai is connected with another thing that I think makes this series not as typical of a shonen as, as people try to make it seem. Which is like there is power creep to an extent in Inuyasha, but not really. Like, yes, his sword changes and he has to go and get it rebuilt by Todosai and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, but especially which, in that last like half of the manga. Oh, oh my god. god, I can't yeah. even remember all the extra versions he gets. There's no, like they six gain or seven. so many abilities. Backlash yeah. wave. He gets a dragon That's still scale early on. one. Yeah, get, there's yeah. the dragon scale. Oh, I don't even. Know about any of that shit, but yeah. What Inuyasha does that's more interesting than other ones like, you know, Dragon Ball Z or, uh, you know, I mean, any of them, is sure. that is that the, the power creep is there, but it's not a problem in, for two reasons. One, it's almost always, like, in connection with some kind of emotional conflict or, like, emotional growth for the character Inuyasha. And Todosai, like, brings him there a lot of the times. Like, you know, he'll, he helps him realize, like, how to wield Tetsaiga uh, whenever it's heavier, he has to go and like slay the the demon that killed his father. Oh yeah, and it's really mm-hmm. about moving on and and like slaying your father's demons, like facing the yeah. You know, it's it's the, a little on the nose, it, it, but but it's it's good though. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's better than just like what going into a hyperbolic fucking time chamber and like you know well, what I'm saying like it's well, yeah, well, okay, just getting strong to get strong don't to sell beat Dragon the next Ball bad, Z short. bad guy. Frieza I'm, Saga, I'm saying, he powers up to Super Saiyan after seeing the death of his best yes. friend. Choices, yeah, but, the pain of loss. But that, Inuyasha, it's like all the both him and Sashomaru's swords get like their upgrades yeah, based on yeah. what his father wanted for them, which was yeah. to find something growth. worth yeah, protecting absolutely. and it's growth and something worth loving. Yeah, yeah. Inuyasha <laughs> only cares about himself, and when he starts to learn to care for others and and that kind of thing, and the sword responds to that, and it actually demands that. Like you can't yeah. get better unless you do those things, and he knew well, that both Inuyasha of the would swords that. were like designed to protect humans. Yes. Yeah. Also. Well, and Sashomaru, mm-hmm. he he knew that Sashomaru was the way that he was, and so to yeah to give him the sword that doesn't kill, um, you know, except for later he finds ways to unlock you know uh, whatever that thing was called. What is it called? Where it can like open up the gate of like the uh, open up hell. Um, the the Meido Meido Zengetsu Meido Zengetsu Meido Zengetsu Ha Space What's interesting too is while they had their you know powerful weapon upgrades based on wanting to protect someone mm-hmm. Sango has to go through like a journey to repair uh, her Hiraikots yes. and she goes into like that vat of yes. uh, sake poison it's, I forget it's, which one it was it's like <laughs> toxic it's a, what's the difference yeah. honestly yeah whatever she goes in there and she's basically like confronted with all the demons that make up her weapon yes. and they're saying like we'll rebuild but you can't just like throw us away again to protect somebody like yeah. you know Mar- you have Maroko. to you, yeah, and she says, "Well, I can't promise that. <laughs> like, I, 
I will I will probably have to do that again and, that, and that's I have a, a problem with it. That's a really good episode. Um, and here's my honorable mention, Moroku. Moroku would have been my second mm-hmm. choice. I yeah, freaking, he would have been my second choice. You, you think were so? talking about Songo. Okay, you were talking mm-hmm. about Songo's intro. I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but Moroku, the way that he gets brought into the story and the way that he is, yeah. he's been one of the, like, a really influential side character for me that, like, literally, I, mm-hmm. I want that character to be in something that I write. Like, the, I, I love the idea of a monk who's, you know, you, you think, like, oh, it's supposed to be good, but who's, like, swindling people. And as obviously yeah. as I've gotten older, the idea of, like, a religious leader swindling people makes more sense to me. But when I was a kid... <laughs> and also but when I was grab, a kid, grabbing ass for, like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, that was not good. But, uh, you know, I would say that uh, men were more were still as problematic even 500 years after that period. So... Um, it did sort of run in his family. Yeah. You know. Um, but uh, you're saying I that love... he couldn't help himself. It was just he's just a product <laughs> of his upbringing. In that episode, well, I mean, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a mental health background, so I could say that you could argue that. Okay. Also, um, he thought he was gonna die relatively yeah. soon, so he's, so like, he's probably get... just like just trying to get it. his nut. Yeah, yeah. Grab ass, get money. Yeah, um, exactly. So, but the whole time that she's in that vat of, you know, it's it's a mixture. They got this guy who's like got these huge, like all these barrels of sake, and he just like makes this mixture for her. But um, he is getting a mixture from that guy to drink that will make him no longer mm-hmm. feel the pain of um, uh, of the wind yeah, tunnel. sucking in bees. Yeah, yep. so anything. Bees. He can't, he won't feel the pain anymore. It, basically, he's taking like, a, yeah, he, a painkiller. And it doesn't, it's yep. not going to stop it from killing him, but it's going to keep him from uh, from feeling it so that he can continue to protect the people he loves. And so the whole time that Sango is like trying to convince these demons that she will still need to protect Moroku, Moroku is like doing this so he can still protect her. It's a really beautiful episode, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, he definitely would have been my second pick. Um, and then I think Sashomaru would have been my third because he was my favorite when I was a kid. Um, uh, he's, he's. He. So, you know, I mentioned that I was like in, so, yeah. in the fandom when I was younger, and Sashomaru was just like. <laughs> You know, first of all, Kagome was the self-insert, and Sashomaru was who everybody wanted to fuck. So it was like, God damn it! it, it that was yeah. <laughs> he just got soured really early on for me because he was just this like any any portrayal of him was like this sex god, and it was what so awkward. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I, I mean, I love to hear you it. Please definitely fact I check lo- it. I got, you this. gotta look at it I love in a vacuum. You can't be I'm, influenced by I know. the. You fans. can't be influenced by the fans. So I, I, you know, and even now there are definitely some things I enjoy about his character. Unfortunately, every Sashomaru episode is also a Jokin episode. Wait, what's wrong with oh, and that makes it. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> he's a simp and I'm just not. Yeah. I love Jokin. I don't want to watch him simp for Sashomaru for like half an hour. I just, I, that you love Jokin. You love him. I, uh, yes. Wow. I think that's, that's, that's I do, I do like Jokin as well. I think that dude mm. is hilarious. He literally was the leader of like his own goblin tribe. I know. And was like, you know what? I'm just gonna give that shit up to follow this dude because he's literally like, like Gaston's hype uh, man. What was his name? Uh, Lafu. Lafu. Yeah, he's like the Lafu of <laughs> of Sashomaru's life. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Sure. It's just Sashomaru was like, I'm just gonna have this little simp hype man follow me around. Well, Sashomaru likes that, and kind he of treats shit, him so. like. Sh- but yeah, but he also treats him like shit. Yeah, but so it's, it's like good he, for both he of them. Likes that's him, what I'm saying. He, they both like that. I know. I'm not saying Jockin doesn't like it, which just makes it even worse. Oh, like me, I don't want to. Let me do. Let me do my Jockin impression real quick because I have to do an impression in the episode. Oh no! 
Lord Sashomaru. Oh, don't leave me behind. Also, staff of two heads. Was that good? Was that good? That was perfect, actually. Well, I didn't watch in English, so I can't. No criticisms. That was my first attempt right there. I don't believe that. I swear to God, it's the first time I tried it. Nope. Yeah. Y'all were talking about role-playing earlier. We absolutely were. Absolutely. That goes with that. That's, yeah. That's how good I am in impressions. That's who you need to question Have you listened to this podcast? I'm so good at impressions. Don't don't let this man mislead you. He is very mediocre at impressions. But this one was... Huh? While I'm still kind of dogging on Sashomaru. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the uh, honestly, continue. Dogging? What? Uh, <laughs> you guys. You see, this is what, uh, this is every episode. Yeah. He's also a racist. Um, not even low key about it. Like, super Who, Jockin or Sesh? No, not Jockin. Sashomaru. Well, he's a specious. I mean, Jockin right? is too. Well, sure, but I think, I mean. You think that there's an analog there? I think there's, there's like, only Japanese people in this, whether okay, they're humans sure. or demons. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I can't get behind that. We're just gonna say he's racist. If you're gonna if you're gonna defend Moroku because of mental whoa, health. Whoa, whoa, I'm not defending Moroku. I'm defending Sango. Then I'll say the same for Sashomaru. He only hates humans because he feels betrayed by his father who left his family for a human. Yeah. I don't know if that's the only reason that's why. That's part of it. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. It's part of it. It's part of it. Like for we sure, said, everything but... is about the daddy issues in this it's show. It's a legacy. It's a and legacy I think thing. that's his primary motivation. I tend to, like, with the exception of, like, Zuko from Avatar, I don't tend to love the daddy issues stuff mm-hmm. too yeah. much. Um, so that's, you know, just a, a cocktail of reasons why Sashomaru never, like, grabbed me. And also just... And the fandom ruined it for you. <laughs> yeah, the fandom did kind of ruin But for his me. arc. Tell me you never he, wanted to fuck Sashomaru. Let's just get that out never there. Never wanted. Just no, because on, she's on also a species and she only likes the humans. Oh no. I just I just didn't, you know, uh-huh. I just feel like he didn't really have an interest in anybody. Um maybe Kagra, maybe, but I never really saw him as a romantic like an option for anybody in the show. No, so I wouldn't yeah, you're right. Since Sango is my favorite, her being so emotive and everything, there was just not enough of that yeah. for Sashomaru for me. So that's why, that's you, another reason why he just never uh, grabbed yeah, me. He's, he's very, he's cold. Yeah. He's cold. He's stoic. And you know, but, that works for him. Cause but he's, if you had lived for 500 I mean, years, like that dude's like 500 years old or something. Well, that's, I mean, we don't actually know if he's that old because I think that's probably from like the movies. Right. And we can't take uh, that. To be canon, canon. So we know no he's at least is? like. Yeah. We know he's at least like sixty nine because because <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was alive before Inuyasha was pinned to the tree. Yeah, and he I would have figured like, doggy style. He looked the same. All right, wow. all right. Jesus. Can we keep, can we keep this? Uh, can we keep this cast like PG thirteen? Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. You have little kids who listen to this podcast. Yeah, you, but, have yeah to, he, you have to meet the rating of the material we're discussing. Oh, why seven? Why seven? <laughs> um, yeah, he was. He looked like the same way he does now before Inuyasha yeah. was pinned. The thing about so that this is another thing I like about the show that I was saying it resists the traditional power creep. You know, you could argue that there's power creep, but I, it's definitely not traditional because the characters don't get insanely more and more powerful. Whereas, like in other series, it's like mm-hmm. you know they can blow up. You know, they can hit each other. Then all of a sudden they have energy blasts. Then the energy blast can destroy a whole city. Then it can destroy a whole world. Like, that doesn't happen in Inuyasha. It's like, Inuyasha, he does get different forms of Tetsaiga, but they all serve a different function. Like, you know, this one penetrates armor, and this one um, is is more for, like, spiritual needs. The cool thing is that, like, everybody has different various powers. 
you know, like there's certain things mm-hmm. that only Kagome's arrows can solve, you know, and um, yeah, she got she got some major power upgrades. <laughs> and Naraku actually has power creep more than any other character because he is constantly like once. He yeah, f- he constantly is adapting yeah. to what they have, which I think is actually he's always cool. like evolving, basically. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of cool, though. I love I love the like beginning baboon suit. That's yeah, what I was saying. His best that shit is look. so creepy. Once you take his the mask best, off, I'm like, eh, best whatever. Look. Yeah, then he's just, uh, okay, anime Yeah, villain. I didn't I didn't like his Power Ranger villain outfit he got. Who was it that we were talking about? Like Darth Sidious, except like Dar- where Darth Sidious would like willingly put himself in situations to help manipulate it, you know, like sit there as a captive in front of Count Dooku and, and Anakin fighting. Naraku is almost always the furthest from the conflict as he can be. There was there was literally an arc where I was watching where he had an incarnation of himself. It was this one priestess who hated Kikyo. And so she was coming after Kagome and she like bit her with this like... Subaki? Subaki, yeah. So he was working with Subaki, but he wasn't really... Because when they finally find Subaki and him and they kill him, it's not really him. It's like a clone of him. And yeah. they, but they were looking through the mirror of that incarnation. Or no, no. They were looking through like an orb watching from a distance. So he's already like one step removed. But then it turns out that that's a clone and that the real Naraku is watching through a mirror somewhere else. So like yeah. this dude is literally like three steps removed from every conflict. He's a freaking... No, he definitely just wuss. creates tons of lackeys. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That has got himself. so many lackeys. Incarnations. Yep. I, I can read all of the incarnations. I think I pulled it up just a second ago. I so, have no interest in that. Oh, but there are too many. Yeah. So we've got Kana. That's the. Oh, okay, you're gonna one. go anyway. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> well, <laughs> there, there's there's so many. There's like twelve. Um, but then the one that's most important, I think, or the two that are most important, probably Kagura and Kana. Kagura. Mm-hmm. Kagura mm-hmm. is really cool because she rebels Kagura against them. Kagura is dope. Yeah, we were talking about yeah. Kagura earlier. She's also cool because she, she has like this like one traditional Japanese like look. One... Like ja- yeah, like, and uh, she, with she a fan. and Shomaru had a little something, little something, something. You think so? <laughs> Slightly. Oh, I mean, he def- she definitely left an impact on him. But she has like the the powdered makeup, like the the kimono, the fan. Like she looks almost like a. Um, yeah, her character design is real nice. Yeah, can we talk about the character design? They're so. It, oh it's yeah, so good. absolutely. That's... Well, Kagome's isn't really, but yeah, everybody K- else. Kagome is very generic. Yeah, because she's just classic schoolgirl. You can't do anything about yeah. that. Yeah, but that's who she yeah. is. Yeah. But but now my girl Kikyo. Kikyo had a real ass. good character. No, the design. costuming yeah. is cool. Oh, it looks show. amazing. Can you even call it costuming the? Oh. I guess not, right? Because they're not making the artistry. The, the art. Their outfits are cool. Yeah, they got cool outfits. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. to say. Dude, mm-hmm. Sango? Sango has two outfits. Yeah, that's, yeah. there you go. The, the, that's variation I love right the there. ninja outfit. That's my oh, shit. Oh, it's so Me cool. Too. And the yeah. fucking mask. The black and the pink. Oh, no, the black and the, the mask. No, full, full demon hunter. Mode, no, and then cool. her little arm blade that comes out sometimes. Shit. Also just the giant boomerang. Dude. What an absurd weapon. Just the giant <laughs> I love it. boomerang. I love it. It's incredible. I, I think that's what I it's like the bu- it's the, it's the Buster Blade of Inuyasha. No, I, mean, I don't care. I love it. It's just Saiga. That's true. I hate. So no. That's the one thing I hate about Ted Saiga. It's just it feels like Ted Saiga is like the He-Man blade, where it like it's grows. Big sword. By the power Sorry? of. Because yeah, it transforms. By the power of Grayskull. By the power of Grayskull. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, There's this the hilarious scene later on after she gets her Hiraiko's like upgrade and yes. she throws it at Naraku and he's like, You idiot, yeah. you can't kill me with this and it like actually slices him yes. and he can't regenerate mm-hmm. and he's like, What the fuck is going well, on? That's what I was gonna say. And it was too. so satisfying. The reason that the, the power creep thing is there is because like Naraku, while he does have a lot of different powers, he's not really that powerful. 
like he has to hide and run and he's really like he's just good at staying alive he's really one of the but he's also one of the more intelligent villains in like anime because i feel like other villains just literally are so arrogant and like they think they're so powerful they they, they don't run and this dude never he never sticks around and because of that he manipulates people i mean this dude engineers inuyasha and kikyo taking each other out like this guy's smart Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's basically like, uh, yeah, he's like. Uh, I still don't like him because he's lame, but he's smart. <laughs> yeah. He's sidious. He's sidious of this. He's series. just biding his time he's, until he can get the full jewel. Yeah, yeah. He's. I, I said this earlier, and I'm not sure. I think it was like at a bad time, but he's literally Frollo from uh, Notre Dame Hunchback. Yeah, no, very close. I see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah talk I mean, about Sims. That dude. Mm-hmm. That dude yeah. goes on a quest of world domination because he. Like for a girl, priest. dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's it's fucked. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I would do that for Kikyo too. <laughs> I blame it on Kikyo. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's victim blaming. She good, was dressed a little too precedent. sexily in that priestess, <laughs> that priestess outfit. <laughs> I think by trying to heal his burned body, she was she was yeah, leading him on. She, she was why did she on. save his life? <laughs> if you're hearing this, then. Matt, Bran, and I have already recorded a number of episodes for season two, and it's been a weird one. Coronavirus has guaranteed that we stay apart and record at home, which might have actually improved the audio quality. (laughs) But we're still doing just as much work researching and figuring out the best shows to do, and anything that you guys can do to support us is appreciated. You can follow us at YFCS Pod on any of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you can also become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash YFCSpod. We already have a couple of subscribers who've ordered a couple of episodes. The two bonus episodes, Dead to Me and Carol Baskins are, oh God, Carol Baskin are thanks to them. But we've also got a subscriber at $10 a month who has ordered a Stranger Things episode. So come join us on our Patreon where you can help influence the future of the show and where you can help to decide what topics we cover. It's not just shows and movies. It's also books and video games, whatever you want. Shoot, Carol Baskin's a real person. Anyway, that's patreon.com forward slash YFCSpod. All right, we'll get back to the show now. Thank you for listening. Going off of, like, speaking of the power upgrade stuff and everything, I feel like a lot of Kagome's power was actually there very early on. And for me, it just didn't really feel too earned. That's no, just kind of sure. where I'm like, at with her character. Yeah. Well, that's just an aspect of her, right? Well, let me say, yeah, let me say yeah. one thing about, about Kagome, because that's what I, I was actually going to talk about this uh, with her and Kikyo. So one mm-hmm. thing that I love about the series is Kagome is a girl from the 90s in Japan, and so she's got very different sensibilities than the characters from this feudal era, and I really love how, um, who's the person who, who wrote this? What's her name? Rumiko. Rumiko. I Rumiko lo- Takashi. I love the way that she's sort of... I mean, you know, it, it does feel like a lot of times like she's making a statement about like what it means, like, you know, how far we've come, like women's rights, like feminism and stuff like that seems to get into the series a little bit. Um, Kagome is very much like a confident, strong willed uh, person. And yeah, her powers, she the powers come, the powers are always there. But the thing is, is that uh, I think that's actually a cool message, which is like the power is inside of you. But people don't believe in themselves and they and Gross. i mean for, for real and they don't have no this is true though people don't they don't they lack the confidence and they lack the the courage to face things and when you have that confidence and courage you can bring things out of yourself that you didn't even know were there that other people might not have expected were there you know um 
I mean, that's that's a good way to I say she's a bit of a Mary Sue. No, her biggest flaw is that she's a human in this dangerous ass world of demons and shit. Like, um, but she's never. That's under, not a flaw. I also don't feel that's like she's just, ever under threat of dying. Well, right. It never it never feels too dire for her. Well, what it I was also, gonna say is, there's a lot of moments where I mean, but she doesn't know that she's a 15 year old girl from from uh, you know modern day Japan. Right. But she's got and the like, squad, bro. The squad's so overpowered. But, yeah, man. But Inuyasha, Inuyasha's like just got his ass kicked by Shishomaru on the first episode with Shishomaru in it, and. She goes over and draws a Tetsaiga to save Inuyasha. I love that. Like, that that character does not exist in other anime. Like, that's really cool. And then Sashomaru comes and says, give me the sword. And she goes, no, it's Inuyasha's. Like, she's got this sense of, like, fairness and she's justice. She's definitely strong-willed. She's got this sense of yeah. fairness and justice that comes with being a modern-day woman in Japan that, like, you know, no, this is his sword. Why would I give it to you? And, like, Inuyasha's like, give him the sword. He's going to kill you. And so she's kind of also... I mean, she's she's the opposite of Naraku, which is like Naraku knows when to fold him. She does not. She she does some really stupid things because she's overconfident. Um, but I mean, I, but she I do she, kind of agree with Angela a little bit about yeah. not earning her powers because she inherits the spiritual powers from Kikyo. Yes. Without mm-hmm. actually being a priestess herself, for so sure. It's like none of the uh, mm-hmm. sacrifice, but all of the game. yeah, but no then, piety, but all of yeah. the powers. But in the in the finale, she does sacrifice everything to go and live in feudal japan and and train to be a priestess for real um that's true I and i would like say if that you she sacrifice doesn't... after everything's done and over is it like i mean what are you giving her what her life is not done and over what she can choose to go home no i don't think so i think she's done i think she, she... i think she, but she wants to stay there yeah no she has a choice and she decides to instead of staying in the modern era where she might you know where she's going to be safer and probably more comfortable with like modern you know advances she goes back and lives there where it's probably going to be more challenging but where she loves the people and and uh you know thinks that she's needed um yeah she's there because she knows it's the right thing to do because she fucking broke the jewel but you know (laughs) she's like the whole reason sango's entire family died but she didn't she did yes she inherited her powers but also she never perfects them or masters them i mean they come in spurts she's not she doesn't have full control over them and there's plenty of times there's an arc later on in the manga where i would argue she does kind of master it and that is like a good arc for her to have um it's a bit fuzzy for me but it has to do with like uh that the priestess Hitomiko, I think. Yeah. And she goes through some trials You're right about and there's it. I like a, that. Yeah. a specter Kikyo. And yeah, there's, there's a, an arc she goes through where I do feel like she masters things. Well, and um, there's a really cool situation going on with like her and Inuyasha and Kikyo. And then even like Koga coming in later, which I don't really, I don't really love Koga's character. No. When I rewatched yeah, it, yeah. when I rewatched it <laughs> and I watched him, like the first episode he gets introduced, that dude, kills an entire village of people uh, yeah he kills rin i was like what the fuck like this is kind of fucked up like i don't like this character mm-hmm. i don't want to root for this character yeah what a weird like second emotional yeah. like relationship option for kagome as if she would go for i don't think she that. really ever seriously does you know what i mean i no, think he just she wants didn't. her that's why it was just weird that he was like he was just there to make any like, upset it's like dude you you kill human beings i don't think I think you got to walk away from this one, man. But, but through Inuyasha's jealousy, his jealousy comes up with Koga. That's how you learn that Inuyasha has yeah, feelings for Kagome. Yeah, her actual like flaw was her jealousy towards Kikyo, which I think is totally normal yeah. considering she's a fifteen-year-old uh, girl. Like, I get that. I don't even know but if it was jealousy. It, it also I think it was came a feeling out of inadequacy. Like, she felt like I can't measure up to Kikyo. 
I think it was a little bit of both. And she had some moments where it came out at really inappropriate times. Like if Inuyasha and Kikyo were just there talking business, like there was an episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Talking there was business, an episode. Just talking shop. Yeah, you know, dude, just doing what they're just talking, Just yeah, demon slaying. Just, just strategizing. You know, I mean, there was an episode where she, it was uh, in the, like, the Mount so Hakurei arc. So my asthma, am I right? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it was in the Mount Hakurei arc. And there, everybody's there because, uh, they they rescued her from one of the band of seven dudes not important and she was like just you know doing her thing under the tree getting some souls and everybody's mm. there Inuyasha the whole group mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's talking to her about you know where are you what are you gonna do what's your plan here and Kokomi's just standing there like oh my god but she like keeps she keeps her thoughts to herself just, though she doesn't say anything she kind of does but she blows up on him later but it's also kind of his fault because he's like what's wrong with you you're mad are you mad why are you so mad you seem yeah. mad and she's like god shut the fuck Sign up and she like kids. sits him 500 times yeah. yeah so it's it comes out at weird moments and like he'll go off like just to go make sure that she's okay or something and she'll because she's like you know dead dying whatever <laughs> and, and kagome still is like trying not to be bitter about it but she is and again that's pretty normal teenage girl stuff but it's just sometimes it just felt so like girl can you please see the bigger picture here like i think it's kind of fucked that she has the the power to make him sit like a dog yeah 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 that is she doesn't exactly that's an abusive relationship right it is she's not not very judicious about the application of the technique and that that is stolen me here's another thing we need to say about this series is that the the exploration of like feudal japan and also like feudal or sorry a japanese like folklore and stuff is so freaking cool and really well done i think in the series but also it, it has a very like a journey to the west feel to it and mm-hmm. kagome is like the priest character and inuyasha is like the uh like the son goku character who like literally the priest puts mm-hmm. beads on son goku's head and controls him like that so yeah. I mean, that is like, she's mirroring a, you know, very popular Eastern uh, traditional, folk, yeah. you know, folklore. In general, Rumiko had a lot of tropes in her series. I love it, Not though. just Inuyasha, but her other ones that now seem pretty, like, you could argue, or, like, stupid or overdone. I think like they're the well done. I think they're well right? done, yeah. Well, the groping yeah. is weird, yeah, but... The grouping is weird, but it was also again just something that happened in series back then. And it was like, the time. Was it like, was the time. Feudal Japan. Yeah, you know. there was usually a pervert character. Yeah, but he also gets his. Like he he gets smacked, you know, or, or hurt. You yep. Know? The characters are yeah. very abusive, man. Yeah, they they definitely. Yeah, there's they a lot are. of inter-party just fighting. Inuyasha is a child. Shippo abuser gets beat. Shippo. Oh yeah, so much. Oh, yeah. God. Mioga yeah, literally gets slapped every intro. Every time he comes into the this. Oh yeah. Well, that's his own yeah, fault that, for that man is sucking friends. Yeah. It's not. Um, we got to talk about what Sishomaru and. Uh, I feel like we've we we really went in on Sishomaru, and by we I mean. Well, Angie. okay, Sishomaru <laughs> got roasted. <laughs> I, Angie, I Angie really fucking a, went in on this man. I didn't really get to make my All right, point. Brain, you give a positive, and I'll give a positive. Sishomaru, go. Okay, so I'm going. I'm taking it way back to. We're talking about the swords and the daddy issues. Oh God. But I think the you know giving him. The healing sword is a very interesting sort of choice for mm-hmm. his his arc. It's awesome. I was thinking about you know our last anime episode, which is Naruto. Naruto. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously Matt and I are roasting Sasuke a lot, but I, and I compare these two characters because they're kind of like the rivals, the antiheroes, whatever. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. 
But like in that, Sasuke gets like these insanely strong powers for him, the Sharingan, from his family. In this, Hashomaru doesn't get the powerful stuff from his dad. His dad gives him this healing sword. Mm-hmm. Well, this, the sword is very powerful. Let's not sell it short. The thing is... Yeah. It's powerful, but not for his goals. Yeah. No, for sure. And so, like, if he had had Tetsaiga, he would be all-powerful, like Sasuke with Sharingan. But that's not as interesting as him having to cope with, one, realizing the benefits of being able to save humans. Uh-huh. And two, discovering your own powers and not being reliant on your father. Exactly. And so I think by the end, he does outgrow the daddy issues because he realizes my dad gave all of this stuff to Inuyasha because he needed extra help as a half demon. Yeah. But as a full demon, I can just come up with my own power. And he does end up creating his oh, own God. sword and his own power that's not related to his dad at all. What is it called? Bakusaiga? Yeah, Something I don't like remember that. if there's a name for the for the ability. It fucks. Yeah, it's it it just like has but, a, it's a chain yeah. lightning. But attack. that move is insane. It's unlimited lightning until your opponent is destroyed. Yeah, basically, just, it's just kill that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I I do think he outgrows you know the daddy issues by the very end, and that's why I well think he it's matures. Nice it's a nice yeah. completed arc, even though it takes a long time to get there for sure. Well, and it's pretty cool too. I mean, the, the dad gets a lot of credit. Um, I wonder if uh, I'm already forgetting the author's name again, but I wonder if she had like a really Rumiko. Rumiko. I wonder if she yeah. had like a strong father figure in her life because it does feel to me like almost like a a parent wrote it, where it's like the dad gives you these two things and you don't appreciate them at first, but then as you get older and mature, you see why he did it. You know what I'm saying? It's like. The dad, yeah. the dad seems proven right in this series, even by the character who's like pissed off at him for giving him the wrong, you know, yeah. sword. You know, I, yeah. I actually kind of felt for Sashomaru a lot because it felt like Inuyasha definitely was the favorite, and he just kept getting exactly. shit on. Exactly, he feels he, betrayed the whole time, yeah. and that's why he's so bitter. And he was the one that like wanted to preserve his honor. Yeah, and, his and he had to and fight. He like fought while Inuyasha was pinned to a tree. He was fighting yeah. alongside yeah. his uh, the dog yeah. clan or whatever. As you, right. as and you, so that's why that's why he also resents humans. He's like, you fell in love with the human just like dad, and then you got you know trapped for fifty years while I was out fighting. And yeah. there are parents who play favorites, but then there's also this case, which is a parent who can see like you know which kids need more of what, you know? And I think that that dad mm-hmm. seems to be, he seems to be the latter, which is he, you know, he's not giving Inuyasha more attention because he's a favorite. He's giving out Inuyasha this stuff because Inuyasha because needs it. Because he knows yeah. he'll struggle more. Yeah. yeah. That's um, a lot of foresight, I, man. It is. I, it really I, is. Yeah. I mean, he's a demon who lived yeah, for Yeah, you, you could say Rumiko was years. making it up as she went. Possibly, <laughs> but, but it doesn't fe- it no, feel. No, just careful planning. It feels, just careful planning. It feels good. Yeah, it feels it like does, carefully planned. It planning. works out nicely. I think. I'm, it does. I'm satisfied. Oh, I'm with very this. satisfied. Oh, yeah, he gets show. his arm. He gets a cool sword. I yeah. think it doesn't yeah. feel like she it works made, out good I, for him. I think yes, she was making it up as it goes along. Obviously, that's how you're doing it. But I don't think it feels mm-hmm. like that. I think it feels constructed. And and you're telling uh, me when you're re- yeah. releasing something in a serialized chapter by chapter yes. way that you don't have. I don't have an issue with that. I think that. Maybe some even the best stories can be created that way. But I was also yeah. I was telling Angela this yesterday. We were talking briefly about how like this series is also good. I was thinking about for it has this perspective of being mixed, like not belonging to either group and being sort of in this limbo. Because um, that's where Inuyasha is. You know, he he humans don't like him. Demons, uh, you know, spit on him and and uh, he's a half elf. 
I feel I feel like he's a very he's a relatable <laughs> mixed character, which I don't think you see that much in in Japanese in anime because it's such a homogenous mm-hmm. um, culture. Yeah, yeah. But that might I, be I true, think actually. yeah, but I really yeah. like the the because you really do get a lot of issues that I feel like a mixed kid watching this, and we'd have to ask one of our friends who's mixed. I don't know if we know any. Uh, what about literally Brandon Lee Nash? I'm, I'm joking. I'm literally I, I right here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I, Brand, simply, yes. I simply do not know any person like that. Either. I don't know. Do we know any mixed kids? I, I still know. I don't. No, Brand. Did it? I don't know. Did it resonate with you on that level when you were watching it when you were younger? Like, uh, well, yeah. the the show as a whole, yes, has resonated with me since I first watched it in like middle school. But like I said. I don't like Inuyasha that much, and he's kind of. Oh the, shit! We I need to talk about the titular character. character. Why? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't really want to talk about that guy. If I'm gonna be like honest with you. most, like with <laughs> most things, I don't care about the main character that much. I think he's a good character. I, I think this the supporting cast is so much better. I I agree. Have I don't really like Inuyasha because I feel he's just very boring. He's your he's he's, he's a pretty typical shonen. Uh, yeah. hero. He's, he's loud and angry no, and swears a lot. I disagree. And calls his the girl he loves stupid and what? a dumbass. And I mean, yeah, yeah, he does, he does do he's all those things. Hold on, hold on. Treats girls like shit. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can't control himself. He's not like Goku. He's not like Naruto. He's not like Monkey D. Luffy. He's oh, not Goku like Goku. Doesn't call Chi Chi stupid. That's what I'm saying. He's not like them. He's very different. <laughs> well, he's he's like uh, um, he's more like he's more like he's Vegeta like, than Goku. Yeah, he's a little bit like um. Shit, Edward Elric a little bit to me, and I actually like Edward. So I love Edward. I don't know. Um, you know, I can't wait to hear the FMA. Yeah, episode. but he's more—he's more angsty than that. I think. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, here's like, what I'll I don't say: know. Inuyasha, he grew up based without his parents, right? I mean, his dad died. Yeah. His dad died before, he, or what? I can't remember the exact um, scenario. His he dad never died after. That, I don't think he right? didn't. He never knew him, but in the in the non-canon movie, he was already born. I really like that movie. Though. Which oh, movie that movie's that good. One? That's the third one. It was the one. third oh, okay. one. That's a good one, man. Don't you own that one? But then there, yes. <laughs> but there, that is weird because they're like, oh yeah, there's also a third sword. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where the whole Inuyasha's two hundred years old thing came from. Oh, and, but so Inuyasha never really had his parents. The only family member he has is his brother, who treats him like shit and doesn't accept him. And well, yeah. And then he doesn't trust anybody. I mean, this is a dude who sleeps sitting up with his hand on his sword. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like, this dude is not a trusting yeah. guy. He's he's lived for two hundred years. He's he's like he's an old he's he's old, and you can tell he's been through some shit. Like he he's not have friends, and he he doesn't have friends because he's had no one to raise him to be mannered. Because yeah, he's an asshole. Like he literally, like I I told you, I love the current Inuyasha translation on Kismaga right now, where he's like literally just calling, like people bitch and like asshole like he's very uh yeah it's including kagome yeah he's calling kagome a bitch and i'm like jesus christ so hot but i i (laughs) oh god (laughs) the reason i love it is the same reason i love sashomaru's arc is because sashomaru doesn't have like an unrealistic arc where like he hates inuyasha and then he becomes he loves him he doesn't he kind of just tolerates him later on yeah and he He does i mean he lets his girlfriend call him brother-in-law yeah well yeah kagome calls he's not happy about it he doesn't like it no he he doesn't like it he he brought yeah he he, he doesn't but But, it's also like you know comical like he's not actually gonna kill her you get to see unayasha go from this character who doesn't trust anybody rightly so because his girlfriend just pinned him to a tree that's the last thing he remembers and 
And so he, he, he's been hurt by every close relationship he's ever had. And so he's an asshole to everybody. Mm-hmm. But then you do get to watch him slowly and I think realistically build these bonds. And, you know, you guys were always roasting like the Harry Potter type of character where it's like their main attribute is that they can make friends. And it's, you know, that's Goku. That's, that's, that's awesome. No, Goku, yeah. Goku is but, by far the most powerful Inuyasha, being in the Dragon Ball Z series. Inuyasha is the opposite. He literally does not want these people to be on the quest with him. He wants them to get out of his way. Yeah. And they are mm. like... Kagome's the whole reason he gets friends. Yeah, <laughs> Kagome, they, they are there for Kagome. And then they yeah. slowly start to show Inuyasha... The, the value of having people in your life and uh, trusting friendship? people. No, so I didn't, not, not friendship. Friendship is the real treasure they find along the way. It's down. not just friendship because he's got to trust Kagome. <laughs> he's got to trust mentors like Todosai. He's got to learn to so trust everybody. So he's they, they, they friends really, with everybody to, he's got trust issues. He doesn't just have daddy issues. He has trust issues. Yeah, he does. And, but he grows. But he also relatively like early on in the series he's like ready to protect kagome which is um also yeah. kind of just like no yeah i mean that's the whole reason why tasaiga transforms for him for the first time yes. and that was yeah. again is it like because episode six the, or seven the onks version of kikyo does that have anything to do with it it must right it's because he tells her like i'll protect you he's like yelling at her well, he saying, says like, shut up i'll protect you well, and then it like pulses yes and he's like oh uh-huh. yes but he yeah. he does say <laughs> But it was genuine. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, what he felt was genuine. No, for sure. But again, very early on. I would argue, though, that he was not, he, he did not like her in a romantic way then. And I also, I think that he was also protecting her for a little more of a self-serving reason because he even says to her, and I don't think he's hiding it. I think he says, like, I need you because you can see the jewels. Like, I need, I, the only reason you're with me is because you can see the jewels. And I, I I think later. But I don't think that was genuine. I think later he's masking all. his feelings. But I think at the very beginning, that's to an extent true. I don't, I don't think he really cares about, like, this 15-year-old girl is more of a nuisance to him at the beginning, I think. I don't know. It's hard to say because she does remind him so much of Kikyo. And that could, you know, be what makes or breaks if he likes her or not, because he loved Kikyo, but also she wrecked him. So, <laughs> yeah. I love you know, discussing he's whether or not Inuyasha liked Kikyo or Kagome. Well, we, well, well let me invite. I think it's an instinct yeah, to he, protect. We're part of the like, fandom now. Because of his mom also, though. <laughs> like, that's kind of, that's the point of the sword is to protect humans like his mom. Mm-hmm. And so I right. think he kind of feels that connection as well. The That's first true. episode yeah, with Sashomaru where he like tricks him by making him think that it's his mom. And he's like literally laying in his mom's lap, but it's not his mom. It's like a demon that looks that can like change. Uh, it's, it's, it's so fun, dude. Cause you, it really reveals a lot about Inuyasha's yeah. past, dude. Like that's what I'm saying. I really think Inuyasha is actually a good character. Oh no, he's traumatized for sure. But I think he's a good character. I think he's, he's got a lot going on. Yeah. That doesn't mean I have to like him, dude. For no, sure. The reasoning <laughs> is legitimate, but yeah, I still, he definitely I still is don't like his character. behavior, even though it's just... He's just not my favorite traumatized character. Can, do you want to say anything more about Todosai, Matt? Because we have kind of... <laughs> yeah, Matt, let us get something about Todosai. Yeah, the thing is, this rich history of Todosai. I, Give us the lore. Oh, just straight up lore drop? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Todosai, uh, which comes from the uh, kanji... Uh, no, I have no fucking idea. The only things that I remember about Todosai... And like I said, I've told Brandon and John this. I I did not <laughs> actually watch Final Act. What? You've never seen no, Final Act. Well, think, think of the, the difference in time that came you. between Inuyasha, right? And then Final Act. And at that point, I had moved on to other anime and stuff like that. So I was just kind of over it. The reason yeah. that I think I particularly have an affinity for characters like Todosai, or just side characters, is that there are 
the part of the story that enriches the world that the main characters occupy. Yeah. So with characters like uh, Todosai, especially, we're talking about a character with like particular skill sets and also connections to the history of the characters. Without this character, you don't get any of the understanding of like the motiva- motivations of their father or anything like that. Yeah. Or like you don't even get the swords or like any of the critical other plot points. Yeah, he's a good exposition, though. Yeah, literally, whenever you need to know something about something and they go to Todosai <laughs> about it, he'll just tell you. Yeah. And I think it's good to have helpful characters like that that are willing to just say stuff because it's just for pure enrichment of the world that they live in well and it's part of creating like a living device otherwise it's just kind of bland i i do appreciate when characters can kind of you know inject more life and lore into the story so i can appreciate todasai for that my problem is that's just kind of like his function yeah he's of course he he literally is like you guys said the executor of but he's also just a goofy old man as well i mean it's not like he doesn't have personality or character he's just also a goofy old man that fights with a bendy bendy hammer who lives in a volcano bendy hammer that's amazing yeah (laughs) she also did a good job with the like she she another thing that a lot of anime do and a lot of stories do is like the seven deadly sins as characters. But I, I like the way that mm-hmm. she did it better. I think she did it in a way that like you can almost like not even notice that they are the seven deadly sins it, because she doesn't mm-hmm. call them like greed and gluttony and all that stuff. But it's the it's the seven assassins. What are they called? Uh, the seven. Uh, the, the band, band of seven. seven. Each of them represents a different one right. of the seven deadly sins. And it's it's pretty subtle, though. And I think it's better. It's done better. I actually like the band of seven arc a that lot. Arc, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that arc was actually my yeah. favorite arc. Yeah, it had a lot cool. of stakes. It was like Kikyo's first like death after she comes back. So it showed <laughs> like Naraku got rid of whatever was holding him back. And that just like that struck her hubris right in the heart because she thought that she had the upper hand and he doesn't Naraku like set like, the nope. stage for the final fight between uh is it like Bankotsu and Inuyasha where like he puts him in a place where yeah. Inuyasha is weaker yeah. or something he he like throughout all seven of the band of seven dying minus Bankotsu I think he like is getting their yes. shards and so he's able to man. get the power of their shards so that he can go toe-to-toe with Inuyasha. And it is a really cool fight. Really yeah. cool animation, And so too. Matt's never seen Final Act. He doesn't even realize the real villain of the whole series is the jewel shard. It's, or is the jewel. The Shikon yeah. jewel. Yeah. That's true. Dun-dun-dun. That ending is very good. <laughs> no, it's good, dude. <laughs> well, That's and, and through Sanko is where we first learned about, like, Midoriko. And she, it was, like, her versus the Magatsuhi, which is what they call, like, the the soul of the jewel right and then the next like the next uh reincarnation of that fight well, how right? does that even make sense Kumo. though well no the jewel is kind of like the, almost like the one ring wasn't the jewel inside Kagome? it's like the point is that it's it's all corrupting no matter what you wish yeah for. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah so you can so it's like the monkey's yeah. it was, yes it wants you to wish naraku was being used by the jewel as well it wasn't he, yeah, he's not even kagome beats it <laughs> By by wishing, mm-hmm. what does she wish? She doesn't. No, wish for the genie to be she, free. She wishes for the jewel to be destroyed yeah, or something. Yeah, but for yeah. the the jewel to not exist, basically. Yeah, yeah. but it seduces yeah. you. It makes you want to make a wish, and it, it tells um it tells Inuyasha that he can't save her. Or no, it it tells one of the other that they can't save the other one unless they make a wish, and which is yeah, I mean, that's very hard. But she yeah, it's very yeah. hard. But she, they overcome it. It's pretty cool. So you collect all the Dragon Balls, uh, you combine them together, and then <laughs> you realize that you have to wish it away. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, basically. <laughs> but Dragon Ball Z, there are well, no it consequences. It won't give you what you wish yeah. for. That was oh, kind of like a predictable way for that jewel to be handled, in my was opinion. Because 15. we knew, based on what Kikyo... Like, really? 
You haven't no, seen Aladdin? You didn't see it go that way? First of all, you weren't 15 when the series ended. Oh, you yeah, were in you're college. Right. So oh, that's true. Let's, let's be clear. Uh, second of all, but I still liked it. it. It did seem very predictable, all because if you go all the way back to when Kikyo wanted to wish on the jewel for Inuyasha to be human, uh-huh. like you knew, you knew in your heart of hearts that wasn't going to happen. And it was like, that's why it was I, so crazy for Kiki to believe I thought that, that in the end, Inuyasha was going to have to decide to be full demon or full human. I thought that that was how that was going to be the end. Mm-hmm. No I way. What a terrible message for the I didn't youth. know that it was going to be that yeah, well done. Well. I didn't know. Exactly. Which is why I'm glad it didn't go that path. And that's when Kagome turned to Shoshomaru and said, but Shoshomaru, I'm married to your brother. Oh, hey, guys. Um, sorry, I was just working on a little uh, writing there. <laughs> it's going to be juicy. But no matter, I have to interrupt my writing, and I'm sorry I have to interrupt the show because we have an advertisement paid for by some really hardcore anime fans. In fact, they paid extra if I promised not to listen to the advertisement before I played it, and I will do anything for money. For instance, I just finished watching The Giver because somebody subscribed to our Patreon. Anyway, without further ado... Your podcast has just been interrupted by Anonymous. We are here to call for a full boycott of your favorite character, Sucks. This is the second anime podcast in a row where they've canceled one of our favorite characters. And we're sick of it. We get it. It's called Your Favorite Character Sucks. But after their Naruto episode, we can't even openly talk about Jiraiya anymore. Does wanting to see a young Naruto naked really trump all of the good things that he did? And now we can't even like Moroku anymore. Our favorite character in Inuyasha banned just because he can't resist grabbing onto a button here and there. Well, we say no more. If we stop listening, then they'll stop airing episodes. If you like characters like Master Roshi from Dragon Ball Z or Kon from Bleach, then you need to act now to bring an end to this podcast. The longer we wait, the greater the risk we run. What about you One Piece fans? We see you out there. We know you like Sanji but we also know what Sanji likes. If we don't stop these three quarantined nerds, then they're gonna make it impossible for every single fan to enjoy their favorite pervy characters without feeling shame. Now some of you might say, wait a minute, you're anonymous. Can't you just hack and dox John, Matt, and Bran? Uh, I mean, I suppose we could, but then what would they do for an Inuyasha commercial? Did you think of that? Boycott YFCS pod today. Preserve our anime pervs for tomorrow. You need to talk about why you think the author's problematic or why, what, what are we not, what am I missing? What do I not know? Oh, I mean, again, it's sort of probably, well, okay. So I looked into it a little bit more and there was a movement to ban like art, like nude art of underage characters and manga. Uh, and she was opposed oh. to that, but Looking back on it, it's probably because she drew 15-year-old Kagome naked all the time. Yeah. So I would assume that's why she'd be against a band like that, because then Lose she would millions technically of dollars. be saying uh, cap- capitalism is to blame here, is what I'm hearing. I mean, it's it's more like she already did it, so she's not going to be against it. Otherwise, that would probably be kind of hypocritical, but it just doesn't look good Well, you could change. You could, you could go back like, and say, well, I did this back then, and I thought it was acceptable, but, you know, like... Well, yeah, that would be great if she did that, but she <laughs> didn't. <laughs> she has a new series where she has to draw some more naked underage uh, kids. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the, and the new beef is, like, we don't know. So we know that there's two of Sashomaru's daughters uh-huh. in this and we know that they're half demons. What? Oh. So that means Sashomaru did it with a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Confirmed. That doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, Shomru had two. Oh, well, you don't know. Mm-hmm. There, there might be some backstory that would reveal everything. with Rin. Well, what everybody's so freaking Rin? out about? So that's what I'm saying. Everybody's freaking don't ever out. Say that, dude. Everybody's that, that was like a yeah, daughter. Everybody's freaking not... out. Everybody's freaking out that she might be the mom. No, no, I don't no, know. No. Is it a Woody Allen yeah, like grooming situation? If it's true, situation? then fuck. It's not. Please. Well, dude, that's what no. any. I mean, if you guys think people don't ship oh that, my let God. me tell you. Oh, I know they do. Homst. They sure Homst do. Is out there doing they this. Shirt. A lot of people. I don't like that. That's like ch- people will I ship really anything. I really see into Shomaru's kids. Like, what the fuck, dude? That is absolutely. Shomaru, well, I, I you just know, see that in the general. Two, it's not the consenting adult relationship. Yeah, they're both demons, so you know. And think about what he can do the with that two-headed staff. The only thing more popular, like. The only Sashomaru ship that's more popular than Sashomaru and Rin is probably Sashomaru and Kagome. Actually, that's the most popular what the ship. What about Kagura? That's more popular. No, that's not as popular as Sashomaru yeah, The Kagura relationship was actually Kagome. good because it was so subtle. Why do people try it to was. see like... Because Sashomaru fans, like I said, they, they, they want to see hate into sex. The, oh, yeah, well, they want... Kagome was the self-insert and Sashomaru was the one they wanted to bank. So they're going to ship Sashomaru with Kagome. What was I going to say, though? Uh, oh, if you haven't read the manga, though, I really do suggest it because uh, not for the nudity. There is more nudity in the manga. But also, the 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 demons are way creepier and cooler looking. She yeah. she draws them. It's so gruesome and, and re- legitimately terrifying. Like, legitimately. Like, I was reading it and like, oh, my God. Like, I was horrified by parts of it. Scary. It's, it's very scary. it's very gratuitous. Like, it's very, like, like even that fat peach guy, like, mm-hmm. He's just, he's like <laughs> yeah. so much more gluttonous looking in the manga than on the show. Like he's just horrifying looking. I definitely yeah. feel like it starts off with like the creepy monstrous yes. demons. And then as they get more powerful, then it's more just kind of like humanoid enemies. Yeah. Later. Just like in World of Warcraft, if you're fighting a normal sized human boss, they're far more terrifying. Examples, the Lich King. Oh, you know what I'm saying? But what I was going to say about Sashomaru is like we talked about how he gets crapped on by like not getting anything from his father. He perceives it that way anyway. But then the part that I forgot about that I was like, God dang, dude, even with Tensega, it turns out he was just holding that power. The the Meido Zengetsu, like he was holding it for Inuyasha. Like in the end, you find that out. And it's like, yeah. damn, dude. Yeah. Uh, he even gets that taken away. But I mean, that's all part of the like, you know, you have to. <laughs> that's when he reaches like. His lowest. Yeah, you have to like that. lose who you think you are to become who you're supposed to be, kind of thing. You know, it's it's. Tell me you have to empty the cup before yes, you fill it. Yes, yes. We 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 mention okay. this all the time. Yeah, you know? it's a good it's a good. We always mention that. But yeah. it's a good it's it's the yeah he hero's journey type thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's he had some parallels with Inuyasha's journey just based on like how Rin changed him versus how Kagome changed Inuyasha, and so yeah. it was right interesting to see how they both dealt with mm-hmm. that. But um, it's true. And again, I think both of them really took to their, you know, their relationships human in person very we quickly. We do change as people based on the relationships we make, you know, so it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think Sango did a lot of that growth too. And because she was ready when the, when she first joined. Yeah, when she first joined the group, like there's an arc oh. not long after where Naraku's like, bring me the Tasaiga and, you know, you get your brother back. And she was, she took it and it seemed like she was ready to just like betray the group just to get her brother back, but she didn't. But later on, towards the end, and I don't know if Matt knows this because he didn't watch the final I act. Don't. So I don't he know does if not he read know it. <laughs> um, but she she has to make a choice between, like, if she can kill Rin, yes, it'll save Moroku. It's, it, 
and she's, she's going to, she's yeah. going to do it. Like she's ready to do it, but she's also this character that's like willing to accept the consequences of her actions too. Cause I think she meets up with Sashomaru later and she's like, I did this. So, well, and you know, if you want to kill me, what, I get what, it. Yeah. What's really cool. And I'm, I mentioned this before and then I stopped myself cause I was like, we need to get through the opening statements. But I really think that while mm-hmm. the characters are not stereotypes of their genders, in my opinion, I also feel like mm-hmm. other series that try to do that, where they're like, I'm going to make a girl who's, you know, not like a typical girl. And a lot of times what they do what is... Would be a t- what would yeah. be a typical girl, I guess? That's what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, but what they're doing is they're just trying to make like the opposite. They're like, it's almost like they, they erase being a female at all. And they're just like, this is what a girl would be like if she were a boy type of character. Like, and a lot of times like female warriors in, are we, wait, are we talking about Ranma or are we talking about? No, we're talking about yeah. <laughs> no I, so I get what Sangha, he's saying. They, it's like the badass female loses their femininity. They yeah, lose yeah, their femininity yeah. a lot of times. And I think right. Songo, I think she's very much grounded in her femininity, even though she's still a badass warrior. I don't think she loses her femininity. Yeah. She's not the stereotypical female character, and yet she could not be. I, I think you couldn't replace her with a man and her and it be the same. Um, right. 100%. There's even a part, like Kohar, the, the arc where Kana comes out and uh, they're protecting Koharu, I think is the girl that... Uh, yeah, in that arc, and then they're they're saying like Sango protect Gome, blah, blah blah, and they're and she's like, why am I being treated like yeah. I'm, <laughs> like just one of the guys? And Shippo's like, I think you're a pretty girl too, or something like that. So she definitely wants Shippo. to be treated. I think like, male authors do it poorly. Yeah. Like it's a lot of times where they'll be like they'll have mm-hmm. like a a person who's got female uh, assassin guards or something, and it's like. But they they, yeah. they strip them of all of their femininity and they're just like, you know, they're basically just a male character that you describe as having, you know, boobs and stuff. It's like, well, you know, it's not really good. Right. And I think Song goes better than that. I think she's done. She's done really well, actually. Yeah. The body, does does the bodysuit help? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's pink, right? So it's like. See, so yeah, I can tell that she's still a girl. <laughs> she's got her pink eyeshadow. If it was blue, then I would think she was know. a boy. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what that but means. But I goes. Um. No, she, she, yeah, she's, she's very much, I mean, she's, she's very multifaceted. She's ready to buckle down and get serious and, you know, go toe to toe with the best of them. But she's also like blushing furiously at any kind of like romantic gesture from Roku and she's getting jealous and she's, you know, having all of these. I mean, she just has the the characteristics of a person just is a, a fully fleshed out person. No, no it's true. I, I like usually Sango the, quite a bit. the badass battle babe is yeah, like like John said. Usually the badass battle girl is stripped kind of, of just, personality a little bit. Right? Yeah, she's just yeah. a killing machine. Um, but I think uh, she also has a complex um, relationship with um, with Kohaku, where it's like she loves him yeah. and wants him back. But then, I mean, he did. I mean, I guess Kohaku really is the one who has a complex relationship with himself. Is that he murdered his entire village, so he. <laughs> has to live with that yeah. we didn't talk about kohaku it's 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 so great too because she she goes from early on like there's moments where she's just had it and she's like there's no way i can save him i'm gonna kill him and then i'm gonna kill yes. myself she's gonna kill and herself she she yeah she was gonna do it and none of yeah. them knew that she's such Only a great character because inuyasha stopped her from stabbing kohaku and then nobody ever found out that she was gonna stab herself yeah. afterwards but she goes from doing that 
Um, and then through her relationship with Baroku, he encourages her every time they find Kohaku and every time they realize that he's still possessed, he's still killing people, and she's just ready to give up hope. He keeps reminding her, like, you can't give up. He's still in there. We have to keep going. She's the only one besides Moroku that has, like, a, a, a current thing yes. happening d- directly related to Naraku's destruction. I guess that's like true. yeah. Like, Inuyasha's shit was all in the past. Kagome's just there because she broke the jewel. And she's like, well, I got to do this. It's the right thing to do. Uh, Sashomaru is just pissed off because Naraku used him that one time. And he's like, nobody uses me. I'm Sashomaru. And it's well, I think and, Ki- and Kikyo is getting revenge, too. Right. And it's it's really Sango and Moroku that have something like time sensitive to get out of this because yeah. he's going to die from his wind tunnel and her brother's going to die if she doesn't do something K- about this. So Kagome, but she- Kagome has a sense of adventure. And so she, she <laughs> I'm saying, no, but this like modern world where she has to like take tests and stuff like that and like go to school. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how, how the, the hell she passed, it. man. Talk about a Mary Sue. She didn't have to study. I'm just kidding. She, she, she did have to study. Stronger, she did study better. every episode. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm she- saying she, um, she is uh she's not satisfied with with modern japan she's bored with it you know i don't know if that's why she's there i think she's definitely there out of a sense of obligation like i broke the jewel i have to make this right and then she they meet all these people along the way and she realizes like wow this person this naraku person is horrible we have to put a stop to it yeah she's got a sense of justice it sucks because if kagome didn't do what she did shippo would have a father still uh sango would have a family still like all these things happened because the jewel broke i know that she obviously didn't do this but the jewel it wasn't done purposely but it's just interesting to see like the consequences of her actions it's hard to describe but we see with the final she's still a kid and there's no way she's gonna know it wasn't Yeah, she didn't know doing all that would result in what it did, but but it did. (laughs) She didn't mean to hurt somebody by stepping on their foot, but it still hurt. (laughs) The final arc proves, though, that 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 jewel would have continued to reap right. victims every every so Rude. often yeah shippo's dad would have died anyway i agree <laughs> no Shippo, i'm saying right, that <laughs> she she helped end this <gasps> eternal struggle for this yeah, like she cone jewel definitely. you know once and for all so that was yeah a good thing. she was pivotal for that um but for what i was getting at with sango was in this battle of figuring out like what am i going to do with kohaku eventually he becomes free of naraku's grasp and he's just like I yeah. can't live with myself and what I did. And she's the one that ends up telling him, you have she's to, trying to save overcome him. it. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's now giving him strength. You know, the jewel is also, it is kind of, you can, you could argue that it's like a, a mechanism for the story. That's, that's not that cool, but I like it because of how it is used that like, it needs to be corrupted. And cause it gives Naraku as a villain, a reason to do evil things. Like so yeah. you're saying they need well, a, they need some wish. sort of MacGuffin is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying the MacGuffin in this case, though, I think is is better than most MacGuffins. Okay, I can I can get behind that. Yeah. As well, I would say yeah. maybe with the qualifier in most uh, shonen style anime, because there's well, for I sure. Think Kagome, I, I think Kagome calls him out at the end because she says like, "Yes, she does." You wished on the jewel and you didn't get your wish, and he like yep. feels really called out, and then some <laughs> stuff happens, and then as he's like dying, he's like, "That's right, all I wanted was Kikyo's heart," and so that just like lets us know stupid like, bitch you made that wish oh god all right well hard. let's uh let's talk about some some categories here um mm-hmm. let's talk about aesthetics there, there's so many great aesthetics in this in yeah. this series i so but we have four we need to compare most closely so it's sango seshomaru 
Kagome is kind of she's not going to win aesthetics. She's I know that. Some people really, um, I would and, say, and Toto side. Many people, people really love the schoolgirl school look. I oh, yes, well, but not let's maybe they shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, obviously, yeah. I lean the other way, where I prefer the look of an old ass man with a bare man. chest and a. <laughs> 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 so I'm looking at Sashomaru here, and let's see, and Songo. I can't support Sashomaru because a cool I'm pretty sure that he's wearing he fur. He looks so cool. I'm pretty sure this man is wearing fur, mm, and I'm not. Yeah. That's no, not that's vegan. like a. That's oh, not no, vegan. That's a, so I'm canceling that. That's man. a magical thing. Yeah, cancel. That's part I agree. of him, dude. Is it? He's a dog. It's not. It's not. It's let his me see what it is. Is it? If you can, if you can give me a source on that, I will. I will. His his actual form is that of a dog. This is Correct. just his transformation. It's called Moko So is that? It's called Moko So what is that? That thing then that he wears on his shoulder is that just part of him? What what is that exactly? Because can't I'm he like control it? Right it? Yeah, he can. He in the in the manga, he doesn't use that like <laughs> laser whip thing. He uses in the, the Moko Moko. The manga. And the manga. <laughs> I love that. All right, listen. He doesn't use the like laser whip okay. thing. He uses the moko moko to like attack with. Okay. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, fuck. Uh, anyway, okay. So let's talk about Songo. Oh, we, we love Songo. Songo looks oh. very badass. First of all, yeah, yeah. First of all, the variation of having two outfits and two hairstyles tied up and on. not tied I mean, up. Insane. That Revolutionary. Was a, that was high budget. Yeah. <laughs> insane and that was high that was high budget for back then and sometimes she has her oh, little blue knapsack true, on while true. she's in her little villager outfit so that's like two and it's a like half outfits, yeah, honestly innovative the moko moko right is it's on sashomaru's shoulder is part of his body and can stretch to great okay, lengths okay. giving him defensive See? and Boom. offensive abilities i mean still don't like it but I'm... i think he looks dope yeah like, still not I, could, fan. I would go with songo or sashomaru in this category i think they're both look yeah, really I'm, cool. I'm choosing totosai yeah. Based strictly on the fact, Wait, of course you are. Based strictly on the fact that his eyeballs, uh, the irises are just dots. <laughs> um, I really like Sango's demon slaying outfit because all the components of it are made of the demons that oh, yeah, they cool. have slain. That's true. Which is really cool. Yes, like true. the armor demon pieces and, and the. It's all made from just, like demon bone. Yeah, and shit. it's it's yeah, not it's, like you know so. like. A necessarily like a latex bodysuit. It's actually constructed of like demon fibers. And it just so that's happens cool. to also look like right. a latex bodysuit, well, which is a <laughs> easier to cosplay. That's a point for Songo. That's a point for Songo. Let me give a point for Sosomaru. We in the last episode uh, that we did Naruto, I complained about how the characters become less and less complex in appearance because like I feel like the 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 artistry was just getting lazier. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm just gonna put them all in like one uniform to make it easier to draw. Mm-hmm. Sashomaru, that's a fucking hard to draw character. Like that is a <laughs> really intricate in outfit. But he's not often. That's true. The frequency. So yeah, when it's true. time that to draw his intricate well. outfit, it's kind of like, yeah, he's been gone for As, twenty chapters. We can do that. But this is this is a taste thing. I just don't like it. Um, maybe it's because I'm not. It's a, a lot of white. Maybe it's too it's traditional. Just a whole lot of white happening. It's just one giant blob of just robes and. He's got fur white hair, white yeah. robe, white. Very white skin, really. I mean, it just all kind of blends together aside from little pops of color, which are nice, but there's not enough color variation all right. for me. All right, I'll go with Sango. Okay, thanks. I'll Appreciate go with Sango. it. Appreciate <laughs> it, my boy. Uh, so what else are we talking about? What else is cool about um, characters? Well, arcs. They're arcs. Oh, yeah. um, I think Sango, Sashomaru, and... K- Kagome all have arcs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the thing about Kagome is, though... As far as who she is as a person, I feel like that's pretty consistent. Like, mm. yeah, I think she, right. she has no need to change because she's uh, already Sango perfect then. at the beginning of the the series. 
That's, yeah. So Shomaru and Sango then, I think. Yeah. yeah. I know that there was one episode of Songos that I really liked where she found these three young girls who were like, mm-hmm. train us to be demon slayers or whatever. Yeah. And it turned out that they were tricking her. They just wanted to like Damn. steal her store yep. of like, yep. but, but, and they said that the reason they did it is because their, their village was destroyed too. And their father told them to be strong. And anyway, they wanted to go and fight this demon. And anyway, she saves them and then she tells them. And what's cool about that episode is that these girls are so similar to her that she's basically seeing herself in them. Mm-hmm. And she comes to the realization that, because her dad said the same thing to her, like, be strong. Mm-hmm. And she sort of realizes and then teaches them, like, our father would not want us to have to fight their battles over and over. You know, it's another daddy issue type of thing where it's like, she learns that, like, when he said be strong, he means, like, you know, survive, like, thrive. Don't just, you know, fight my battles, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool. And she she ends up eventually, once the fighting is over, she's able to transition from being a warrior to then being a mother, which mm-hmm. some warriors have trouble doing yeah. that. Like, hanging I think up she, and, and, she, and Her settling on. down and having a family is such a cool way for her character arc to end because her entire family was taken away from her. Um she finally gets yeah, peace. Yeah, she gets her brother back. And then from that, what I would assume happens is through having kids and, and teaming up with Gohaku to maybe like usher in this new generation of slayers because their entire people yeah, cool. they are just decimated. Broke. Yeah, there's yeah. none of them left. They're the last, you know, they're the last airbenders. So like rebuilding yeah. kind of their culture, I think, is a really cool yeah. direction for her character to go in. It, it did suck to see that the Harai Coats was an ironing board, though. And that's, you know, I didn't, you know, they had to turn <laughs> into an ironing board. Like that. I mean, you know, you got to make adjustments when you're a mom. <laughs> yeah, you have to change. And yeah. Kagome wasn't there when she um, was a new mom, so she didn't get all that cool shit. Yeah. When she's changing diapers, she had to wear the Demon Slayer mask. Yeah, you know, yeah, and all that shit, yeah so. exactly. Um, um, is this all canon, or like, are we just are we are we formulating <laughs> no, some fanfic as we speak? What's going on? This is fan fiction. The important thing is it sounds probable. Um, okay. Um, but I still, after saying all that about Songo, I will go back. I, I think Sashomaru has a cooler arc. I like what he does. I like how he changes and who he becomes. It's I think very it's classical realistic. is what I'm saying of an, of an anti-hero. But I think it's mm-hmm. it's realistic, yeah. though, because it, it takes time and it feels real. It I, feels I just don't care about that anymore. <laughs> the thing is... It's been right. repeated so many times, and I know that I'm just tired of it, man. Well, yeah, that's the thing. We don't see the, we don't really see as much of a conclusion as we do with Songo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're kind of just left with the assumption that he is more accepting of humans. Yeah. And a little bit. Now. I mean, he's able. To, he's willing to go into a human village and visit Rin and give her gifts and stuff. Yeah. So, I thought that was really sweet. It's like he comes and gives her gifts, and then and then he's like, "Fuck you" to everybody else, and then leaves. I, yeah. I like. You think that's sweet? Being a better dad so, than his dad was, I guess. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, grooming her for this future manga. <laughs> oh no. I yeah. I, I just go Please back stop. to his arc with Rin being like the platonic version of did they show, arc did they show what the gift was when did Rin open it, it was up and kimonos he just gave her a bunch of kimonos oh, all the God. time yeah, yeah um, that's not good Don't. we can't right, we so, can't we can't give it to Sashomaru now not after that okay so who is it Sashomaru <laughs> or Sango for better arc uh, Matt I'm guessing you're going with Sango I go with Sango. Well, first of all, don't presume for me, but yes, I will go with Sango. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't ever fucking pin me down, but yes, that's absolutely, the case. you absolutely have me pinned um, down, but don't ever fucking do it. <laughs> um. Okay. Let me let me say. Uh, what's another category? Uh, technique. I mean, there's some cool techniques in this. Mm-hmm. I, I love the wind tunnel, even though it gets foiled by Naraku often. 
Um, By often, you mean like... It's still so cool. And like what happened... It's weird that if he absorbs bees, it affects yeah, him. Why? But he can absorb like a whole They're lake. Special, exactly. And he doesn't, doesn't like... Make no, 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 no. He doesn't like bloat They're bio with water weight. bees, bro. Bioengineered <laughs> bees. My bad. Specifically designed to counteract the wind tunnel. But you know what? Naraku designed the wind tunnel, so he would be able to make a weakness. Right. Of it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. He'd be able to nerf that any way he wanted to. It's just interesting how that that power works. <laughs> so. Too strong. I love the Harai coats. I love I love the yeah. Uh, of the Harai oh, we've coats. heard That's throughout one, one this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give oh, us yeah. one who, more battle cry. Who so who good. shouts the, who shouts the best thing? Is it is it? Uh, wind scar? Is it Iron Reaver still? Is it a Harai Coats? Like, what is it? Who shouts the best thing? Well, Sashomaru doesn't shout because. Oh, he doesn't say shit. He, yeah. He never feels he in danger. Shit. He can just calmly say the name of his power. <laughs> That's true. I feel like saying the name of your move is pretty whack, just in the genesis. Yeah, Kagome doesn't ever That's say, like, an bow and arrow. Oh, no, no, no. But an she does say, sure. like. Yeah. Kagome it's, will just be like, weird. hit the target. <laughs> like, why can't you just do it? Yeah, just do it. Just Why are you shut, giving shut yourself your away like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they like now now he knows you're about to shoot the diamond spears instead of the backlash wave. Yeah. So he can prepare better. <laughs> because you're so silly. strong, it doesn't matter. You can say it and they're not gonna be able to stop you. Or is it like a spell? Like you have to manifest I, uh, it with this. Tell me there's a somatic component I, to this. Sango so since she's a demon slayer, she's got all this shit do on like, her person, do like right? Fox it's fire? not just Foxfire! <laughs> <laughs> no, I sure uh, don't. Fox uh, She's she's got Hiraiko. She's got a katana. She's got her arm blade. She's got like poison gas bombs, which is she why she has her tool gas tool. mask. Yeah. She's got Kirara, which is like a weapon in itself. Yeah, um, that's true. She's she's got a lot going for her, so it doesn't really get boring with her. I say. Do they mix it up that much though? I feel like the boomerang gets used quite a it's, bit. It's, it's ninety percent boomerang. Yeah, and then you have you have Naraku's go go to move, which is uh, poison. Remind remind Inuyasha about how Kikyo shot him. He does that twenty <laughs> times over the course of the series. That's an effective technique, dude. You got to stick to the good yeah, shit. Psychological warfare. I'm going here. Here's Kikyo's my here's my Naraku. Here's my Naraku impersonation. Okay, you ready? We're going to show Inuyasha what happened to him fifty years ago when Kikyo shot him with that arrow. Is that what the dub like, sounds just, like? He, I like yeah, you better. Like. Thank God I didn't watch dubs. Yeah, fuck that. Master Shishomaru. Um, <laughs> there you go. There I gotta you go. Get out you of got here. your niche. Let's I want you to stick with that one. I'm losing my goddamn mind. Right. <laughs> I think we're ready. <laughs> Do we have enough information to definitively say who is the best character from Inuyasha? Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna count down. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Three, two, one. Sango. Sango. Uh, <laughs> Wait. Thanks for getting Shishomaru in there, Brand. Hold on. What did everybody say? Sango. I said Sango. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was going to be a, a a full Sango sweep, so I just stuck with my guns. See, Good. You went with you the Matt what? Sin strategy of just making sure your <laughs> But you know what, Brand? I, I almost stuck with my guns, too, but I was like, no, you know what? I don't want uh, Kagome. You know, I don't want somebody to win who shouldn't win. And I think Sango's the well, best. Well, yeah, we clearly established Kagome. Kagome is not, is not a fan. <laughs> In every category, think... it was up between the show yeah, and we, Sango. We strictly do not I like still that think Kagome is... I love Kagome. I think she's great. <laughs> nah. Um, I think she's a really good protagonist. But anyway, what I'm saying, John, I, I liked her a lot. If you love her so much, why didn't you vote for her? Uh, because I I think both when I was younger Sango's and right older, there. a character that I liked on both was Sango. 
like both times. And Kagome, I did not like when I was yeah, younger, but you know, obviously true. when I'm older, I have a different perspective. But uh, Sango stayed good to me no matter what age and that simple. you know what perspective I had. I think I have. that going in, I knew it had to be this way as well, because out of all the characters in this show, I don't know. I don't really like any of the two brothers. Uh, Moroku's okay, but he just seems like sort of a generic. I I collection do of like tropes. Moroku, but I can't fully support him because. He's a sex offender. He's a sex offender. But uh, yeah, he was made a lot worse in the I anime. I like his I'll power, and I like his. Uh, you know, deep down, he is a Maruka. really good dude who will always defend the party. Uh-huh. But I can't get past the the pervert thing because it's not like it's not just when they first meet him and then he grows out of it. It's like throughout the entire show. Yeah. Oh, the entire thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, the, the pervert trope sinks characters because, like, Jiraiya couldn't even get past that shit either. You know, it's like, and we love just don't exactly. make a character a pervert. Why, why did you have to include that? The thing that? is, some people like that <laughs> stuff, so there you go. I can't believe it. We did it again. We figured out who the best character is and whatever we're talking about, despite the podcast being called Your Favorite Character Sucks. Now, the only question is, what should we do next? You can help us decide by following us at YFCS Pod on Instagram and Twitter and telling us which show, movie, series, book you think we should do. Until then, hit that subscribe button and catch us on the next episode. Thanks for listening.